Now, this is actually a really exciting podcast for six reasons. I'm going to reveal to you how you can have real, genuine, lasting joy in your life that's not dependent on anything beyond your control or anyone else or anything else. And we're going to start with an easy to do exercise that will help you focus down on what it is in your personal spiritual development that you need to give the most attention to at this time. Then I'm going to expose the probably the number one trap that people fall into that really stunts their spiritual growth. But importantly, I'm going to show you the keys to avoiding that trap or getting out of it if you're stuck in it at this time. Now, because it's really important to be able to apply these things in your life, I'm going to go through three different scenarios and real world examples of how what I'm going to teach you can be applied to help you achieve your spiritual goal. And finally, I'm going to show you how you can actually gauge whether or not you are developing spiritually. This is Mark from The Wayback Meditation and I'm a spiritual teacher with over 20 years of experience guiding people just like you. Back in 2019, I published this book, which is The Way Back, The Six Virtues. Now, this is available on Amazon and it's priced not for profit, which means that you can get it for less than a cup of a coffee. But if that's too much or you just want a free copy, then head on to the website where you can get it as a downloadable PDF absolutely for free. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is what I'm going to share with you centers around the six virtues. Now, you don't need to have read this book or seen any of the other videos to benefit. Let me start by explaining what the six virtues are. So we've got humility, gratitude, respect, non-judgment, compassion and unconditional love. Great. I think we all can agree that these are really useful qualities to have as a person, whether you're spiritual or not, just in everyday life. Now, if you've already read the book or you've seen some of my other videos or listened to my podcasts, then you'll already know that these six virtues can be applied in three different stances. One, to self. Two, to others. And three, to God. That's all pretty good, but what's the purpose of this? How does this help you in your life? Well, firstly, it helps you to develop your level of spirituality, making you more spiritual. Secondly, by practicing these things, and I'm going to show you how, it can help you to become closer to God. Now, when I say this, I don't mean any kind of religious thing. I'm talking about your spiritual connection to something much, much bigger. And thirdly, it results in you having more genuine joy in your life. So if this sounds interesting to you, then let's look at an exercise that can help you learn what it is you need to focus on at this time to speed up your personal spiritual development. Now, in order to do this exercise, you do need to be relaxed and able to give this your full attention. So if you're driving a car or babysitting or something that needs your attention, now's not the right time. So hit pause, come back to it. But if we're ready to go, then it's really, really simple. Now, you can close your eyes if you want, but I don't want you going off into meditation or doing anything. I want you to give what you're going to hear your full attention. So I'm going to read out some statements and I want you to simply notice one thing and this isn't a thinking thing, so as you hear my voice right now, just start that process of relaxing to the point where you're simply hearing and observing rather than listening and judging and having an internal conversation with yourself. So as you become stiller and more relaxed, whatever that means for you, then you can get more from this exercise. So I'm going to say some things out and your job is to simply notice which one's you're at peace with and agree with and which ones perhaps there's just a little bit of friction, a little bit of resistance from you to those statements. It's a question of which ones are closest to you at this time. And I want you to notice the ones that you 
feel less comfortable with. And if you do this in the future, it may change. So this is about what's happening right now for you. Relax. If you want, close your eyes. And just notice the feedback you give yourself. I respect myself. I respect others. I respect God. I unconditionally love myself. I unconditionally love others. I unconditionally love God. And notice what you notice. If you want to, just rewind right now, go back to the start of this exercise and do it again. Most people will find that they're quite strong in the stances in terms of maybe they can find it easy to respect others or to respect themselves, but maybe struggle with the idea or the concept of respecting God. For some people, they find it really easy to respect God, to respect others, but they really struggle to respect themselves. What I'm interested in right now is what did you find? Now, this is your personal thing, so there's no need to leave a comment or anything like that. But it's feedback for you, from you. And my job here is just to be on the outside and give you that, that mirror, if you like, so you can show yourself what it is. So whichever one of the stances that you struggled with, whether it was towards God, towards others or towards yourself, that's a clue as to where you need to focus, where your weakness is at this time. It's only a weakness in the sense that it's an opportunity to grow. The flip side or the other half of this is which of the virtues do you struggle with? So we just did respect and unconditional love. You can run through this on your own now and you can go through each of the virtues against these three stances and find the one or the ones where you feel, you know what, if I'm still, if I'm coming from a place of neutrality and, and non-judgment, I recognise in myself that perhaps I need to work on gratitude or humility and whichever one you recognise as your weakness, that's the one to focus on. By focusing on it, you speed up your personal development. Fantastic. So what's the goal of all of this? Well, right at the start, we said the goal is for you to have more genuine, real joy in your life that's not dependent on other people or other things or events and is under your control. So when we talk about joy, one of the mistakes people make is they think of it in terms of enjoyment and this can be broken down to enjoyment or the idea of finding joy within but the problem with enjoyment and this is the trap that people fall into is if i say to you i want you to have more joy in your life most people would agree that would be a good thing so they seek it in seeking enjoyment which is seeking emotional gratification feeling good and so that's kind of a very surface level form of joy it's transient it's not founded in deep roots within and the problem with seeking enjoyment is for example if you enjoy singing or you enjoy doing art or, or filming videos if you enjoy it but it's self-gratifying in other words it's making you feel good then you tend to go into pride we all do this is just part of the the balance of being a human so if you go into pride then it becomes much more about self. So pride is all about looping back to self. You feel proud about you, about what you've done, what you've achieved, etc. And it becomes very 
inner focus to self, not inner focus in a good way. And so pride is a stepping stone from enjoyment to pride to ego. Now, ego is one of those words that people freak out about a little bit or, or it's almost like a dirty word. All we need to understand really about ego is that it's all about self in a way that cuts you off from who you really are, cuts you off from other people and ultimately cuts you off from God. Because every choice or everything that you do in life is, is fundamentally moving you in one of two directions, more towards God, which is becoming much more holistic, or more towards ego, which is kind of going into self in a bad way. So when we look at the three stances towards self, towards others and towards God, towards self isn't meant as a negative, selfish thing. It's meant in a balanced way. In, in other words, as much towards self as it is towards others and towards God. It's an opening, not a closing. Ego is very much a closing thing. It closes us to ourself, to our inner self, which we could talk about in terms of soul and spirit and consciousness. It closes us down. It makes us much more about habits, patterns, mental stuff. So we're even moving towards God or we're moving towards ego. And so the trap that people fall into spiritually when they're seeking joy is to look for enjoyment. So how do we get out of this? Well, the virtues are numbered in a certain way and the reason why the first one is humility is humility lines up with self humility is about fundamentally you and the more humility you have the, the, the more you are moving away from ego if you like humility is the antidote to ego and that's why the virtues start with humility because if there isn't humility within then it's very difficult to move on to the other virtues like respect for others and gratitude so Humility is one of the steps to get out of the trap of moving towards ego. How can you develop more humility? It's one thing to know you need it, but how do we develop it? We're going to use these three stances to learn more humility. So we're going to start with the stance of God. So contemplating the awesomeness of God, whatever you think or imagine God to be, and I'm certainly not going down the kind of bearded guy sitting on a cloud throwing lightning bolts through. We're talking from a much bigger spiritual, absolute perspective beyond time, beyond limits, the source of all love, the source of all light, that kind of territory. So whatever you imagine or, or know within God to be, contemplate the greatness of it and then see yourself in relation to God how small you are, how transient you are. Now, again, it's not to put you down because isn't it amazing that God loves you? Isn't it amazing that God wants you to do well, to succeed, to be more spiritual? Contemplating that can really help to ground us and bring us to humility. So now we can look at how do we develop humility in respect to others? So think about the people in your life that support you or have, have supported you. So your parents, your guardians, your grandparents, close friends, work colleagues, mentors, the boss that actually supported you and believed in you, whoever it is, where would you be without them? If everyone disappeared and you were the only person on the planet, would you suddenly have more love for them in their absence? Would you, would you miss them? Would you realise and appreciate just how much they did for you? So contemplating this kind of thing, in other words, the positive things that others bring into your life can help, again, bring that perspective in who you are in terms of that bigger picture. And then there's the last stance of self. So humility towards self. Now, that's a tricky one because surely self-focus is all about ego. No, you can be humble about the fact that this incarnation, this life is one of many lifetimes that you have had. And if you're thinking right now, well, where did that come from? 
check out some of the earlier videos where we talk about life plans, life lessons, um, incarnation and things like this. But just go with me on this. So this life is one of a many, like um, pearls on a string making a necklace. So you, who you really are, what we were talking about inside the soul, the spirit, this isn't your first time around. And yet here you are and you're here because you chose to be here. You chose to incarnate at this difficult time to learn about God and love and to grow spiritually. And here you are talking about spirituality. So there's a lot to be grateful for and there's a lot to recognize in yourself that is good. And focusing on that, the bigger picture of who you are can help you be humble in this moment, in this life, because you realize that you are standing on the shoulders of every incarnation that has come before this one. And it's all right now, in this moment, bringing you closer to spirituality, to joy, to God, to love, to all of these things. So there's a lot to be humble about who you are. And it has nothing to do with ego. And isn't that fantastic? So that's how we can develop humility. And when we start to develop humility in relation to these three stances, then it helps us stay away from ego. It helps us stay out of the problem state of enjoyment, pride, ego, and helps us move towards God. A really useful thing you can do is to ask yourself, what is my priority? Now, if we step back and again reference the three stances, we have self, others and God. What are you making your priority? Because if you're making self priority, then you will move towards ego. Now, that doesn't mean turn your back on yourself to treat yourself with disrespect or to deny who or what you are. But it means that if your focus is about self, you're inevitably moving into ego. So asking yourself, hang on a sec, what is my priority? Now, if you make your priority harmony between self, others and God, or if you make God your priority, or if you make others your priority in a positive way, not in a self-depreciating way. In other words, whatever I am doing that I enjoy, I'm doing it for the benefit of others. Then what happens is, is that by putting others or God or the, the, the three of them together as your priority, it keeps you out of that self-pride ego loop. So asking yourself, really, what is my priority? Which is another way of saying, what is motivating me right now? Is another step you can do to break the cycle of going in the wrong direction away from God. The third step is neutrality, but we'll talk more of that at the end. So let's look at some real world examples. Whether these relate directly to you or not, it doesn't matter. Just pick, pick out what's useful. So the first one I'm going to give you is it's sports day. Imagine you're a parent, whether you are or not. Imagine you're a parent, say they're about the age of eight. And your kid has come home and they've done really, really well. They won the 100 meter dash. They're showing you their medal and they're full of pride. And they look what I did. And I beat all the other kids and I'm the fastest in my year. And the temptation is to go, well done. Congratulations, you did that. And that, and that is the truth. There is nothing wrong with acknowledging success. But now let's look at it, pick and choose a few of the virtues and a few of the stances. So if you were there and you saw your boy or your, or your girl and they won the race. How were they to the person that came second place? Did they give them a big hug, shake their hand, pat them on the back, say, oh, that was so close. You know, did they celebrate the joy of running alongside someone, of, of being involved with other people? Or were they rude to the other person? Did they rub their victory in the other person's face? As well as recognising what they have achieved, you could also 
give them praise for how they conducted themselves afterwards. And what I was really pleased to see is that you were really supportive of all the other runners and that you clapped them all when they came past the line and you, you went up to them and, and shook their hands or gave them a hug. You'd be demonstrating to your child that showing respect for others is really, really valuable. And isn't it great that you are alive and in this body that fundamentally, where has it come from? It comes from God. I mean, the bigger, bigger picture and that you've been blessed with this body that allowed you to run faster than the other kids. So again, it's, it's gratitude to something bigger, that spirituality. And how do you think the kids that came fourth and fifth felt? Was there an opportunity to make them feel good? To say, hey, you know, you almost had me. I had to try really hard to beat you. So there's an opportunity to teach about compassion for the other people. So in any event, in any situation, there's all of these different ways of looking at it towards others, towards self, towards God, respect, gratitude, humility. So we dive straight into a second example. So you're at work and the boss has just told you you've got a promotion. You're going to go up a band. You're going to get more pay. Work's going to change. It's going to be more rewarding. Fantastic. Did you really, really do it 100% on your own? Are you really better than everyone else? If you think down that route, then you're going into ego. But if you take some of these stances and, and the virtues and apply them to the situation. Isn't it amazing that God and therefore what God provides, the universe, creation, the planet, the opportunities have presented themselves to you so that you can experience success. So there's gratitude and there's recognition of the stance that there is something greater than you, God. And if you have a partner, have they been picking up the slack at home so that you could work extra hard or do the assignments and get them in on time? Have you benefited from other people's support, mentoring, coaching? Is your boss been really helping you to achieve, pushing you harder, knowing that you've got more potential? Are you showing gratitude to others? Are you sharing in this success with others or are you heaping it all upon yourself? And even though you've done well and you've got this promotion, are you going to use it as an opportunity to show compassion towards others, to help others come up and achieve success if that's what they want? So you can see that in any situation, the saying, no man is an island. No, no one achieves anything or does anything without cooperation of everything else around them. Let's just look at another one. And this one is a true life story, and I'm sure he wouldn't not mind being named. This happened to a good friend of mine, Simeon, who's over in the States. And if you haven't seen the last video, we have a really good chat because he was over in the UK recently and we talked about spirituality and meditation and the virtues and other things. So I'll put a link to that video. Um, actually, it came out in a meeting. We were having an online meeting with a whole bunch of us and we were talking about the virtues and he shared this story. He was um, driving along and I think he'd stopped in traffic and woman crashed into the back of him and she had her kids in the car and stuff like this. And as it happened, he made a choice because we've been talking about the virtues a lot. He made a choice that he was going to embrace the virtues in this quite stressful situation. And so he made sure he was safe, respect to self. He went round and he checked, are you all OK? And the woman was quite shaken, as you would be. Are your kids OK? He shepherded them off the road. He made sure that everyone was safe. And she was freaking out because obviously insurance um, claims and things like this and he didn't react. He didn't get angry. He didn't shout at her. He kept really calm and he kept stressing. The important thing is we're all OK. It's just cars. These things can all be fixed, but we are OK. And they exchanged details and took photos and did what was necessary. But he kept a really positive demeanour. 
And he kept on in his mind thinking of the virtues and how can I show the virtues? And at the end, the woman said to him, she thanked him, she showed gratitude to him and she said, it was so compassionate, so nice that you didn't react with aggression. You know, because a lot of people, when someone's crashed into them, they'll just fly off the handle, react, go into anger. You've hit my car. Oh, no, it's a disaster. He demonstrated the virtues in that moment. He put the other person's feelings before his own. He demonstrated compassion. He demonstrated respect for the other person. And when she was talking to him, it gave him an opportunity in a very gentle way, to intimate about, well, there's something bigger, there is God, you know, to remind her of the bigger picture. So amazing story. And, and when he was telling it back, there wasn't pride. He was grateful that he knew these things so he could put them into action in a stressful situation. And it had such a positive outcome on him and on her and her kids who witnessed it all. And it kind of restored her faith in humanity, I think is one way of putting it. That third story is just priceless and i'm simeon if you're listening or watching thank you i'm grateful and thank you for allowing me to share that story with others so there's three examples and i'm sure as you sit there listening to this you can think of other ways and situations maybe looking back where it would have been better to approach it from respect or humility or gratitude and that's okay because now you know now you can apply these things and that is how we can bring the six virtues and these three stances into everyday life so isn't that wonderful so the final thing, and I promised you that we would reveal to you how you can tell if you're growing in spirituality, if you're, if you're practicing these things and you're getting them right, because it's really important to get feedback. Now, I've done a whole video on what is spirituality and how can you tell if you're spiritually progressing. So I will link to that because that, that really does a deep dive into this. But the fundamental thing is, what was the purpose of all of this? It was so that you could have more real lasting joy in your life so the feedback is is that you have more real lasting joy in your life and if we were to draw this out if you go down the ego route which is basically looking for enjoyment then you'll have these ups and down it's like a wave sometimes you're high sometimes you're low but you're always chasing the next high when you go down the virtue route and you've got harmony between self, others and God and you're learning and practicing and, and applying the virtues, then you have a growing baseline of joy. And the more joy you have for no reason in life, in, in whatever it is you're doing, whether it's exciting or mundane, the more joy you have, there's your feedback. Because behind all of the virtues is joy. Joy comes from love and behind love is God. So it's all entwined. But when you make harmony between you others and God, your goal, in other words, remembering what we said about what is your priority, then joy is the end result. So you can tell that you are being more spiritual because you have more joy. But wait, there's one other part to it. The other sign that you're becoming more spiritual, in other words, the work that you're putting in, the choices you're making, taking it from an idea and a concept to bringing the virtues into your heart, into your soul, into your life, is that you start to have more neutrality. And guess what? Earlier on I said neutrality is one of the keys to staying out of ego. So it's a positive feedback because the more you do, the easier it becomes because you're developing the neutrality you need to not react. And that gives you more joy. So I hope this has been really, really helpful. I've tried to keep it as succinct as possible. If you're listening on a podcast, the artwork 
um, related to this is going to be on the website. All that we do, we do for free. So if you go to the website, you'll find lots more articles, videos, podcasts, free copy of the book so that you can really explore this from different angles. But for now, I'll just simply say from myself to you, God bless you.